0: Alright everyone, hope you brought your geek because it's time to get it on.
1: Aloha triathletes, welcome to another edition of Get Your Geek On, the podcast designed to get you all geeked up about the sport triathlon, whether you're an Ironman veteran or just thinking about your first sprint race.
0: That's right, so if you're willing to sacrifice for something that's greater than you, you've come to the right place.
1: I am the Iron Kahuna, podcasting from a blazing hot O.C., Orange County, California, which is also home to Tri-Geek Dreams Labs.
0: And this is Iron Will, coming to you from just outside the Windy City, from the Through the Wall World Headquarters.
1: Well, I'm sitting here, it's uh, 6.30 at night, we're not used to this kind of heat here, it's like, uh, it's got to be 100 degrees, I'm just...
0: Come on.
1: ...boiling. We don't, even, we don't even have air conditioning here, so it's just killing me.
0: You don't have air conditioning?
1: No, because, you know, by the beach, we get really nice breezes all the time.
0: Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. And isn't it supposed to be, like, always 75 degrees or something? Yeah, it's supposed to be perfect all the time, but um,
1: someone didn't get the memo, so it's been so <laughs> freaking hot. And I've got my my foot surgery. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I had a foot surgery, um, both feet, and um, this one foot is not, the incision is not close, so I can't go swimming or do anything oh, no. like that. So, um, yeah. So it's been uh I'm sitting here in a pool of sweat. Nice. But I'm going to go ahead anyway with the podcast cuz that's the kind of guy I am. I'm going to go. I'm not going to, no DNFs. <laughs> what a soldier. For the podcast. <laughs> uh wow. So ask me um I got it, you know, I'm I'm writing this uh book. Right? Uh, and actually it's written. It's done. And uh it's called Losing My Religion. Um it's for Harper Collins, but when I when I finished it and I turned in I get a little bonus for doing that or you know, another, oh. another bit of my pay. So I went out this weekend and bought a mountain bike. Oh yeah? Yeah, so I got a um, a trek, something or other. I don't even know what it is, but um, it's gonna come in, in a week and so I'll I'll have a mountain bike which I'm gonna ride to to work and then obviously doing some mountain biking, but I'm so freaking lame on, um, on the mountain bike. I'm going to take it easy because I don't want to kill myself.
0: <laughs> You're going to call up uh mad Mel again for a rematch.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I uh, did a story for the, my, um, my real job as a journalist. I did a story, um, on this woman named Ann, uh, God, I it. it's, it's, uh, Yela. And mm-hmm. she, um, four years ago, she's a hardcore competitive, mountain biker, and it was after work, um, and, uh, she was right, riding, she's going over this hill on this trail in Orange County, and she noticed there was a mountain biker there, and there was a, there was a, another bike, um, second bike there, but no rider, and she, you know, she said, the the biker, she goes, everything okay? He goes, I don't know, you know, this guy disappeared, and she thought, uh-huh. she thought that he was just saying, like, a cute way of, he's going to the bathroom in the bushes, and, uh, so she kept going down the trail, and then um, all of a sudden, out of the corner of her eye, she saw this blur, and she thought she had startled a deer because there's a lot of deer up there. And mm-hmm. she gets hit. Next thing you know, she's hit by this ball of fur th- <gasps> thrown to the ground. She's in the her, – her neck, back of her head and neck are in the jaws of a mountain lion.
0: Oh, my God. And
1: so she is – and she said it was like it was like the most muscular thing. Like she, She's pretty studly. She's an ex-marine. Because there was nothing I could do, it was just like I was trying to fight it off. But it was just like you know this crazy, um, and it's a cat. So the cat, just like when a cat gets a bird, it wanted to um, drag her off into this ravine, so you know he could he could um, kill her. And so her friend's riding behind her. This kind of friend you want. Friend's riding behind her, sees what's going on, throws her mountain bike at the at the lion. Uh, Lion is such in a frenzy. Doesn't um, doesn't. Uh, you know, run away. And so she grabs her friend's leg and she's in a tug of war
0: <gasps> with this
1: mountain lion oh, and over the body God. of the friend. And so the mountain lion is like in a series of like bites. It's moving around to the front of her neck. So it wants to, you know, cut off its air supply. Right. So finally um, gets to the front of the neck cuts off the air supply. She like is able to like look at her friend and kind of say goodbye. So that, that was it. And um, she's unconscious. And then three other mountain bikers come <gasps> down and start throwing.
0: Um, oh, I thought you were going to say lions.
1: No, no. Three other mountain bikers come down and uh, start throwing these these golf ball um, sized rocks at the mountain lion. And then after about, I think it was a third hit, the mountain lion finally ran away. Oh, and during this time, she feel, Anne feels a mountain lion's jaws go into her cheek and rip her entire left side oh. of her face off.
0: My um, God!
1: And so her face is hanging; her left side of her face is hanging by you know a flap of skin, and um, and she she so anyway, so they get her you know they they airlift her to the hospital because it's in a very remote area of Orange County, mm-hmm. and she has um, she had two hundred stitches in her face. She had forty oh forty bite bites from the mountain lion. And so the story was, which is a really good story, was how um, this woman overcame her fears um, of, um, and you'd like this especially, but it's the fears of her, um, uh, really of her looks was the most, you know, she went back mountain biking, so she had those fears, which she had to overcome. But um, the more, the the fears that were really real, because the chance of getting you know, attacked by a mountain liner like, you know, a million to one. So that, those aren't mm-hmm. really real, re- real fears that it's going to happen again. But with her face, she said, you know what? I am not going to be held hostage by this face. Cause she had, she had really model good looks and her face was just like really messed up. And she's had six surgeries still. You know, when you look at it, you're like, something's not quite right. And you can kind of see the scars, but it, she doesn't look like hideous or anything. But, mm-hmm. you know, for people that are, um, I mean, anybody. You're, you're to be self conscious, yeah. and so she decided I'm not going to be. So she she ditched her. She used to have like sunglasses and a hat and pulled them real low, and she got rid of that and she put her hair in a ponytail and um, said, "I'm not going to be ashamed of my face, and I'm, even even if I am, I'm not going to act like it." And so she's like lived her life, you know, four years um, and just systematically knocking down every fear that pops up. It's a really great uh-huh. story.
0: Wow. Yeah.
1: Can you imagine, Can you that, imagine? That, that friend playing the friend was just saying she had her she had her left she had her by her left calf muscle uh-huh. and the mountain lion's so strong that she's dragging Anne and then Anne's friend down the dirt path and her, it's in her Anne's friend's heels are like dug into the path and she's uh-huh. still getting pulled along um with the mountain lion.
0: Oh my god! Yeah, my the hair on the back of my neck stood up, and like on my forearms, everything. Oh, I can't even imagine. That's that's just chilling.
1: Yeah, it was it was rad. Um, so she watched god. me to go bike riding, mountain bike with her, or mountain bike riding with her. I'm like, oh.
0: <laughs> she,
1: she's very. She's like uh, Mel. She's very fast. Um,
0: oh my um, gosh. That's incredible. Yeah. Oh, and you say you wrote a story about this?
1: Yeah, I wrote a story about it. I got to put it on my blog actually. Yeah. People yeah, would, you got to put that up. People would like it. There's a great there's a great slideshow with her narrating it about what happened.
0: Oh my gosh, yeah. You got to you definitely have to put that up. So how are you how are you doing? I'm doing all right. Everybody is uh is starting to get into the races and stuff here. And do you feel weird you're not doing an Ironman this
1: year? Or you feel happy?
0: Oh my gosh! You know what I've been thinking about that actually lately, and um it's just it's it's kind of this um and I don't know exactly how to explain it except to say that I feel sort of like Iron Man is just this old friend of mine now, you know because it's like basically been what my life for the past couple of years had has revolved around, and now that I'm on the other side of it, it's just kind of like um you know I don't know like like fond feelings for it. But at the same time, I don't feel like compelled to do it again. Right. And I really, I really thought I would, I thought I was going to have like this, you know, addiction need to make it happen. But I, I'm serious. When I crossed the line, that's all I needed to do. And mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: so there's just so much more in life. And, uh, I, I just, I can't be giving, you know, eight, nine hours of my day uh, of Saturday and Sunday to, to this race. Right. Um, I don't know. Once you know you can do it, that's really all you need anymore. Mm-hmm. At, at least for me. So mm-hmm. I don't care about the time. You know, you just I know I, I know I did it, and and that's all I needed. That's all I needed to prove to myself.
1: Interesting. Um, hey, I got a letter I want to read to you. Okay, cool. This is from um, Alejandro. <laughs> do you like how I said it?
0: <laughs> Alejandro. <laughs>
1: um, I don't know what his last name is. Uh, Ravard. Ravard. Spell- R A V A R D. Yeah, Rabar. Thank you. Say it now say it the whole name.
0: Alejandro Rabar. Yeah,
1: that's why I said. Okay. <laughs> he he's from Venezuela. Oh nice. He writes uh every run for the sake of running every mile just because I can, strong enough for whatever comes, therefore all that has. Oh wow. I heard those words for the first time three months ago working out in the gym. I downloaded uh, Get Your Geek On while searching for something to listen to to take me out of my boredom while working out at the gym. I had never heard of an Ironman before, at least what it really was and what it implies, until I heard the um, uh, Get Your Geek On episode. and I was amazed at how regular people can do something as challenging as an Ironman. It's been a big change for me since I listened to those words on Get Your Geek On, since I heard you guys saying that if you wanted something, you, must have to, you just have to do it. And that's what I did. I quit the gym and used that money to join a swim club and buy a bike, a road bike. Now I'm trained every day, 10 hours a week, going as hard as I can every day, every week, trying to run more miles, swim more laps, conquer higher hills on my bike. Whenever I feel tired, whenever my mind um, tells me to tells me to stop. I close my eyes and say those words out loud. They remind me how far I've come since the first day I heard them, how much my life has changed. I used to work out to lose weight, now I run, bike and swim because I love to do it. You have inspired me to change my life, to set myself goals that I used to think were only achievable by superhumans. Well, I think that's what becoming an Iron Man is. I think that becoming an Iron Man is only achievable by a superhuman but you have led me to believe that I can become one. So I thank you for the inspiration. Tomorrow's my first half marathon. I've been trained hard for it. I'm confident that I will finish. I, I know it won't be a fast time, but it doesn't matter now. I just want to get to the finish line. Tomorrow, I just want to enjoy the the, the ride. It's a small step towards becoming an Ironman, but it's another s- step in that I'm making to get there. And if I keep going step by step, I will I will end up getting that... M. Dot tattoo that'll mark me as a superhuman. Before oh, wow. I before I finish, I just want to let you know that I'm writing from Venezuela. So not only are you inspiring people in the U.S. with your podcast, but all over the world. Stop by and say hi anytime on my blog, and it's um, uh, no www. Just alien on alien on the run. Wordpress. Com.
0: Oh wow!
1: Isn't that amazing?
0: I can't believe he quoted that. That is the coolest thing. I'm just that's very flattering.
1: Yeah. How come my words didn't inspire him? It was your words that inspired him.
0: <laughs> what a cool guy. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. He's very Thank good. Thank you. Gracias, Alejandro.
1: Do you want to say a little message to him in Spanish?
0: <laughs> gracias por escuchar y por... Uh, y... No. <laughs> Make me all flustered here. <laughs>
1: Thank you for listening, too. I could, I could, that's, I could have said that.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, gracias por escucharme. Canta sus palabras.
1: Okay, thank you. I also did want to um, thank. We got two. We have our um, Tri Scholarship, which we're going to give one away. Our first, what do you call it? I was going to say post mortem, but our um,
0: post po- race
1: post race scholarship because we have a great letter that uh, I think uh, Will's going to read. But we got a um, we got a we got two generous donations. One from um, John Kimberry in. Uh, John, thanks you very much. Jonathan Kimberry, let's make it official there. And he's actually from London, United Kingdom. Oh. So, jolly good show on that.
0: Fantastic.
1: And then we got um, another uh, generous donation from our friend Jeff Wrigley. And oh. uh, so i got to thank him. He's, he's Mr. Um, <laughs> Dry, dry Max socks. Hey, no. by the way, tell the Dry Max folks that I I I don't have my socks. Oh, you don't so- have them? Yet? No. I think they just
0: sent they just sent them out. Be patient. Be they're, patient. They're in
1: the mail. Yeah,
0: Your socks are in the mail. Well,
1: the problem <laughs> the problem is, and this is um, yeah, they sponsor us, but the problem is, is once you use Dry Max socks, you cannot use any other sock, <laughs> and so um, I know
0: I'm I, like addicted to them.
1: I have a couple of them, and my kids, you know, my kids always steal my socks, so. They go, oh. they go fast. Um, so, anyway, so do you want to read that letter for this tri scholarship, and then we can ask for some more applica- applicants and um, yeah. maybe some more donations to it. And the tri scholarship, basically, the premise is we started this two years ago. Uh,
0: yeah, I think uh, so. Yeah, two, think years? two
1: years ago, and it was basically to kind of spread the triathlon, triathlon karma, and we um, we get donations from our listeners and then hundred percent of those donations go to paying for entry fees for first time triathletes. And so what's nice is a lot of people just don't, you know, whether the budget is tight or they need to need some motivation or whatever, they just don't plop down the, um, the entry fee and kind of another season goes by without becoming a triathlete. Mm-hmm. And so we thought we'll take that barrier away and pay for your entry fee. and can be officially a tri scholarship, uh, Awardee. So, um, anybody who's interested in doing a triathlon, who can uh, email uh, Will or myself um, and um, uh, and and tell us why you want the scholarship. And then, if you want to make a donation, you can just hit the PayPal buttons on either of our websites, um, trygeekdreams.com, or through the th the number three wall.com. Um, and uh, and leave a donation on there. So anyway, so we got this great letter. So do you want to read it?
0: Um, yeah, his name is Ken, and uh, it's it's just a really good letter. I love the way it starts. I'm such a sucker for uh, for good writing. Um, the letter is uh, really long, so I'm not going to read the whole thing. I'll paraphrase here in a bit, but I have to read you the beginning. Uh, it says, I never liked my brother much, or rather it's probably more accurate to say that he never acted as though he liked me. He made a series of remarkable before- reports, of remarkably poor choices in his life he moved in circles where his friends would come to our house and steal stuff for drug money he dated women who abused him he didn't finish high school and essentially became my complete opposite that being said i'd like to think i was always there when he needed me if he got in a fight i was there to make sure it was fair if he called for help i was perhaps too eager to lend whatever assistance i could as we got older though we ended up talking perhaps once every three to five years It was only when I started making major changes in my own life that we made any type of effort to repair this lifelong breach that has developed between us. In college, I jumped to 270 pounds. I'm 5'11". About five years ago, I decided to fix that through diet and just basic activity. I got down to 210 pounds. At the age of 31, I decided that I was bored and disheartened with my career in marketing and went to law school, thanks to the most supportive wife anyone could imagine. During those years, I climbed to 19,000 feet uh, to make it to Base Camp 1 of Everest on the Tibet side. Wow. I spent a month trekking through Nepal and Tibet. I had a son, the last of my brothers to do so, although I'm the oldest. Four weeks after my son was born, I passed the Maryland State Bar Exam on my first try. I'm not done yet, though. Due to a childhood injury resulting in significant scar tissue, I was left without an ear canal. I was deaf in my right ear and couldn't swim. I lived like that for 20 years. I met a doctor who said he had the solution and had surgery. Now I can hear and can swim. Well, I can flounder in the water at least. In addition, I started running. That's where my life really changed, and I and I started my modern-day quest in pursuit of triathlons. He goes on to say that his brother wound up joining the Marine Corps and, uh, Kind of you know knew it was going to be hard, and it was a big struggle and so while his brother was going through basic training, um he was training as well and uh every time it would get tough, he would imagine his brother running next to him, you know, cheering him on, and Come on, you can do it, I know you can do it and uh it, it's just just one of the most eloquent um mm. letters uh around it. He says he he kind of became fascinated with the physical phenomenon um, you get while you while you run, you know where you feel like you're going to laugh out loud and cry at the same time. I think you know uh-huh. we've all kind of been there. And uh, he actually did his first triathlon, so we do want to reimburse him for that. We got his letter quite a while ago, but uh, we were drumming up money for uh, this tri scholarship, so we're glad to be able to award him that now. And uh, he goes on to say in this final paragraph, "Your podcast has helped a lot." I only recently discovered podcasts as I've been listening – as I've been living like a hermit for three years trying to finish law school and study for the bar. Did you know that we landed things on Mars? <laughs> <laughs> so hearing about real people going through the same things I am is wonderful inspiration, uh, not to mention Will's life, oh, L- Will's life lessons and laugh. Oh, that's nice. Um, plus the kahunas, oh, my God, cracks me up almost every time. So even without the scholarship, I'm going to keep listening and keep training for my son, for my brother, and for myself. Keep up the great work. Ken. And uh, if you go, on to, if you want to check him out, he actually has his race report up from his very first triathlon that he did. So congratulations, go out to Ken. It is uh, trygoals.blogspot.com. T R I G O A L S.blogspot.com. So pop in if you want to learn more about uh, more about Ken. And uh, Ken, we are going to be in touch and uh, get you that reimbursement for your race. Sorry, it's late in coming, but uh, you definitely deserve the the tri scholarship.
1: Congratulations. That's definitely. awesome.
0: Isn't that a great letter?
1: Yeah. It reminds me of that great scene in um, – I'm sure you love this, cl- this movie, the classic uh, Dumb and Dumber. Oh. Where, uh, <laughs> Jim Carrey sees the framed picture on the wall of uh, you know, man walks on the moon. <laughs> he looks at us. <laughs> we, we went to the moon. <laughs> we landed on Mars. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: too funny. Too funny. Hey, you know, we had a great weekend. Um, Taconite Boy, Greyhound, and Curly Sue came down. Oh. For Wildflower, and I didn't go because of um, I was in a friggin' wheelchair, basically. But <laughs> so then, so they went to Wildflower. So we, we, you know, I took them up. I took them uh, around, you know, round town in Orange County. So we had a good mm-hmm. time. And then they went up to Wildflower. They had an all of them successfully completed the uh, the very tough Wildflower race. What was funny was Taconic Boy. He got um, six. He finished like six. 30, I, I don't know what it is, like 6.42, wow. 6.42, like 40. I'm like that's a pretty good time. And then, then like the, my co- my little competitive uh, nature kicks in. So I'm like, I wonder what I did my first year. And so like I look in the first year and I was 6.40.00. So I beat him ah. for, by 40 seconds. <laughs> and, and then I remember those idiots gave me a four-minute uh, penalty because I was – I didn't know because it was my first real race is that – um. I didn't know you couldn't go side by side with someone and talk on the bike you know so I was like talking, you know I was just like chatting away on the bike with somebody and they ding me for uh, 4 minutes for that
0: um Oh this is so funny to hear that uh, that those guys did the race because when we all went out there, um, everybody crossed the finish line and they're like, absolutely not ever, ever, ever again. Am I doing this? Never ever. <laughs> and like the whole next day, I'm never doing this. This is awful. I'm never doing this again. And look at them; they went back and tackled it again. That's awesome.
1: Oh, I think that if you it can, at least at Wildflower, if you and they all agree that Wildflower um, half is um, harder than a most Ironman because it's just it's just this relentless series of hills both in the biking but almost especially in the run like you never think about it but it, it's just like you have to be a mountain goat on that um on that run and so i think if you pulled people as they cross the finish line are you going to do this ever again i, I would bet you like 90 percent would say hell no i'm not going to so they said that too this time they're like that's it i'm not doing it and by the time you know they spent they came back here and they spent another like 24 hours all of them were like you know we're going to come back next year. We got to, you know, so I think we could do that better. So what was really cool is at the very end of the day on Sunday, we um, rented a little electric boat um, oh, on, nice. and went out of Newport Harbor and it was um, those three. And then um, Robo Stu came down to join us from oh. LA and then um, uh, Monica from Santa Monica. She's a, she's, she's a big um, blogger these days. Um, it she, should be- is she the
0: one
1: who's doing uh, Iron Man Brazil. Yeah, 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 yeah. So she—it's funny. She's doing Iron Man Brazil. She's she's very, doing very well with her diet and everything else. And so we we got like a half um, gallon of tequila and oh, no. and um, you know uh, tequila mix and you know all this other stuff. And uh, she's like three weeks out, and she's like, I don't think I should. And like within about two seconds, we everybody talks her into <laughs> starts sucking down these margaritas. Yeah. So. We, I don't think we did her training any favors. But <laughs> she had enough time to recover. But it was a very nice, beautiful time, and it was—it just reminded me how special this community is. Like, you know who's like the—the um, the freak of the tri blogger community is Greyhound. He knows more people.
0: And, oh yeah.
1: I mean, he goes on vacation. I mean, it's like he knows everybody in the tri blogger alliance. It's like, oh yeah, I, I think he's – Pardon me. Yeah.
0: I was just gonna say,
1: yeah, I think he's met just about everybody. Yeah, no, he's at, he's doing um, Cord Lane, and then afterwards he's going vacationing with um, a bunch of tribe bloggers up in um, Canada, I think. Oh and, wow! Or no, on San Juan Islands in um, in Washington State, and yeah, you just like you go, well, yeah, you know, I really like this blog. He goes, oh yeah, I met them, you know, here. Or, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, I had. I think Curly Sue comes and and babysits for them when they when they, uh, oh wow, go on vacation and stuff. So. Anyway, isn't
0: it was, that nice see that's so cool it was it was delightful it was delightful. delightful he is a he is a great guy um the first time i met him was i believe uh for 2006 iron man wisconsin he was up there and you know I'm, and i still feel bad unfortunately i was just so crazy nervous about the whole thing and then so you know, trying to do make sure everything was uh was going right and i didn't get to spend a lot of time um talking with him but um yeah wildfire. we definitely got to talk a lot so he's he's a great guy
1: was were you were you bitchy to him?
0: No, I was not I was totally nice to him. I just didn't have a lot of time I would, I'm incapable. I'm um, just
1: teasing you. No, I know. you would never be bitchy to anybody.
0: Oh no, of course not. <coughs> Come on <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Okay,
1: so we, how about um do you want to do a coach's corner right now?
0: Yeah, yeah, let's roll it. All right, I'm here again with my coach uh, Dan Shelley. Dan, how are you doing?
2: Doing great, Will. How are you?
0: Pretty good. Getting all kinds of ready to learn about some pool tools. So uh, why don't you let us have it?
2: Um, good. Obviously in triathlon, you got three sports to spend time on. Um, you've got the swim, the run, and the bike. And oftentimes people dread the swim. Part of that is because they just don't have as much time in the water <clears throat> or experience in the water. But part of it is because swimming can be really boring sometimes, too. <laughs> and as a swim coach and biased and I like to swim but at the same time I fully understand that too. You're kind of staring at the bottom of the pool, you're not really able to talk with other people and it kind of get pretty monotonous or pretty tedious just going back and forth. So one of the things I like to do with my athletes is try to incorporate some toys and um, or just different training tools that we can use. So in addition to keeping things fresh, keeping things interesting, I think they also help um, help people focus on technique and, and different things or uh, to help them improve their swim as they get ready for the triathlon season. So a lot of these tools are probably things that <clears throat> that the listeners have used already, but I'll talk just a little bit briefly about them and uh, answering questions that you may have as well. The basic uh, tools that I suggest or that uh, I use with my swimmers are a kickboard. Um, it's good to do some kicking without the kickboard, but the kickboard is also good to use, I think. Uh, one, it can make things kind of fun if you're there at the pool with a buddy because you're able to talk. And two, it's good for um, kicking flutter kick, which is what we use with the freestyle. It uh, helps your foot speed and uh, the angle or the power of that kick in the water. Um, Another tool that I'll use with swimmers uh, from time to time or a decent amount, and we'll incorporate these into our workouts, are fins. Uh, Lots of options with fins. You've got things, uh, fins that are very short, like zoomers you've got fins that are fuller or longer, uh, more like ones you'd see when you're snorkeling or scuba diving. Um, I think it's really part of personal preference as far as what you use. But fins accomplish a couple things. They'll overwork your legs a little bit. They'll certainly up the aerobic intensity of your workout because your leg muscles are so big they use a lot of oxygen. Um, and for some people that are new to swimming, it helps them to feel more comfortable in the water in addition to stretching out their ankles a little bit, which can help their... Uh, They're kicking overall. A lot of us as triathletes have difficulty kicking or not the strongest kicking because we do so much running and so much cycling that we find our ankles getting tight. And what you want to think of is your full leg acting kind of like a flipper or a fin with that whip all the way through the end of your toes, um, Mm -hmm. through your ankle all the way through the end of your foot and your toes there, really to be an efficient kicker. So having some fins on helps you to get that feeling also to stretch out those uh, ankles a little bit. And then the final couple uh, pool toys, or basic pool toys that uh, we'll use are a pull buoy and also paddles. And uh, these are two of my favorite things. I incorporate a lot of pulling into the workouts I do with um, both my collegiate swimmers and also the triathletes I work with. And one of the reasons I do so much pulling is because I feel it it really um, simulates kind of a race day experience. When you're swimming with a wetsuit, you've got a little extra flotation. Um, and it's good to start thinking about utilizing that upper body when you have to, and letting those legs float a little bit, so that they're a little bit more fresh when uh, you hit the bike. So I like to use a buoy, and paddles are something um, that I think are very valuable as well too. Um, all sorts of paddles out there. I think they um, can all work pretty well. The ones I really prefer are called Stroke Maker paddles. I don't work for the company, so you don't need to worry about that. <laughs> um, but I think they're a good um, normal size paddle that just kind of fits around your hand. They come in all different sizes. Typically, I'll have my athletes use either the green, the smaller green ones, or the uh, medium-sized yellow ones. Uh, they've got a few holes in them, and so they let a little water flow through, but they really let your stroke feel natural. Some of the Uh, Other paddles, the ones that are square or odd shapes, some of them just don't feel quite as natural. So the value of those paddles, I feel, is it really lets you um, feel from the beginning to the end of your stroke whether you're maintaining a good constant pressure. And that's something you want to think about doing. Um, You've got the beginning of the stroke, the catch, you've got the pull through the middle, and then the finish at the end. You want to make sure you're utilizing all parts of those, um, all parts of that stroke. When you have those paddles on, if you're not stroking fully, if you're not maintaining pressure on those hands all the way through the stroke down past your hip, you'll feel that paddle kind of pull off because some of the water will catch it. Or So it, it really shows people stroke flaws really um, very naturally. And what I find typically is, is when I put paddles on a beginning swimmer, it really improves their stroke, helps them to move through the water quicker, and helps them to really swim um, properly right off the bat. It's, it's really kind of amazing the value that it has. So. Yeah. Um, I think paddles are great. I think pulling is great. If you find yourself having some shoulder issues, then you may want to back off of those, just pull without paddles or, um, you know, reconsider using them. But if you don't have any shoulder problems, I definitely encourage people to use them. I mean, it's definitely a great tool. It makes things fun, keeps it fresh, and also really helps out your stroke technique as well.
0: Okay. Um, well, I've heard that the uh, the pull buoy is also good for helping you um, – Line up right in the water. It it kind of helps your form as far as body position goes. Is there any truth to that?
2: Yeah, I think there is. I mean, it it allows you to to keep that. Uh, you're supposed to float your legs when you're using it, but it allows you to keep your kick nice and small. And I think it helps with your body rotation. So you can really focus on starting that rotation from your hips and really rolling from side to side. Um, one drill I'll do a good amount when when my athletes are pulling is three strokes and a pause. So. They're uh, taking three strokes and then they're pausing fully on their side, and just for you know two or three seconds, and they take three more strokes, and end up on the other side too, just working on body rotation.
0: So uh, I, I see a lot of uh, paddles and uh, pull buoys in my in my future here. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good to me, Will. I think it'll be good for you too.
0: <laughs> yeah, most definitely. Yeah, anything anything will help. All right. Um, Well, Dan, uh, thanks again. And uh, can you give everybody your email in case uh, they want to ask you a question?
2: Absolutely. My email, once again, is Dan underscore Shelley, S H E L L E Y, at visionquestcoaching.com.
0: All right. Thanks again. We'll uh, catch up with you later on.
2: No problem. We'll talk again soon.
1: All right. Well, that's awesome stuff from the coach.
0: You know what? I forgot to tell you, we're not going to have. Uh, I wasn't able to get in touch Aww. with Triboomer tri Boomer soon enough to give him a heads up that we were going to call. So um, we're going to have to we're going to have to skip it this week and um, get him uh, get him next week. But I'm sure he'll post some updates. So if you're interested in what's going on in the Tri world, all in one spot, visit TriBoomer.com. and uh, you'll be able to catch up there with him and uh, the and the news du jour. So that sorry, sounds, Boomer. That sounds
1: good. Hey, have we had a podcast since the, uh, the guy f- um, from the San Diego Triathlon Club got bitten by a shark?
0: I don't think so. You posted something about that, and everybody was all like, oh my gosh.
1: Yeah, it was really, um, you know, ba- basically this guy, and there, there's a lot of people that, were, you know, knew him or were, um, or knew, you know, people who was, like, Commodore, his, uh, one of his best friends' brother was his swim partner and just just decided not to do it that morning. And, uh, so he was really freaked out, of course, and it it was just a wild, wild thing. And the guy, what's amazing is, I mean, not amazing, but here's a guy who's a retired vet and, um, he, um, he decided to go into triathlon, not, you know, kind of recently and he was winning his age group stuff. He was just a total stud and, you know, goes out swimming with his, his, um, with his tri club, which is a, uh, they go off, um, they they do it every. I guess Friday is a big swim day for the tri clubs in the ocean down in San Diego. So they went went out there, and you know he just he just got bitten by a um, great white and bled to death before he could even get to the beach. His name's Dave Martin. Oh um, my gosh! Um, to everybody, I mean, to a person, they say just a great guy. Um, and it's it's one of those things that. You, know, you always think about it in the ocean, but you just you – know, it's almost like that mountain lion. And it's just – I mean, mm-hmm. the chances are so um, small, but, you know. Uh,
0: yeah. When you hear about it, especially, you know, because I know what a year or so ago you had another story about a mountain lion attack. And uh, it's just um, – you know, you hear something once or twice and then – you know, it just seems like it's happening all the time, even though really it's just been, you know, once or twice. And how many races have there been? And how many um, people swim in the ocean every day? And, you know, once or twice a year you hear something. Yeah they,
1: um, yeah, they say more people get buried alive in the beach by digging, you know, digging in holes in the beach and, and having them collapse than, you know, ever get bitten by a shark. Um, and just driving to the beach is a bigger risk than, than um, any mm-hmm. kind of shark. So it's, but it's just sort of that, that, um, fear and and don't play this at my funeral, but um, <laughs> it, it, you know it wouldn't be of all things you can die from. I mean, it wouldn't be the worst thing. It's at least at least you're out there swimming and you know you're doing what yeah. you love. And um, but uh, you know our hearts go out to his family and um and the San Diego Tri Club, which uh, yeah, know, that, that's a big loss. So. Um and it, it what it was what was um amazing about this story I thought was the La Jolla La Jolla Cove, which uh you've never been to, but it's it's um just this wonderful, beautiful, beautiful place. And it is like the epicenter for open water swimming in Southern California and um you know, it's it's kind of protected and it's it's uh, just just a great place. And they have a they always have a great um, long swim each summer there, um, you know, at an event. Um but any anyway, rate, at some point the geniuses decided that um, they should put a seal sanctuary on the beach oh. there. So um, so traditionally if seals come up on the beach, you know, people go bother them and they just leave. Mm-hmm. And uh, now when a seal comes up on the beach they rope it off and so the they can have their time on the beach, blah blah blah, so the and all the and there's a big it's a big scuba diving place too, so on on some of the scuba diving message boards, they were just talking about like you know they go down a scuba diving, and there are great white sharks there, and oh, wow. at what point you know at some point some swimmer's going to get eaten because it's just it's just too too much food. Someone said, it's like you opened a McSharks there, you know, it's like, oh. you know, there, there are all these um, seals and then, you know, you're going to get the, uh, the food chain is going to come into play. And, yeah. and they said at this, um, on this, on the swim where, where Dave Martin was attacked that, um, there was a couple of seals playing in the, in the back of the pack. And you, you know, and you look to a great white when he's looking looking up, and you're in a wetsuit. You know, you, you have yeah. a kind of a similar. You know, they're not like the brightest uh, animals in the world.
0: Mm-hmm. And, well, uh, yeah, because they don't go after people. It's like a if no, they know you're a person, they'll get they'll stay away.
1: Yeah, they always spit they always spit them out. But it's that first you know right first bite that that is so devastating.
0: Oh my gosh! So, and you know what? Those things, holy cow! I just they're not joking around with jaws. They're obviously you know jaws is way bigger. But I saw a picture of. This is how naive I am, <laughs> but I can't believe I'm telling you this. But yeah, I just saw a picture—I don't know, the other day or something—of a of a two scale, you know, real big adult shark, and it's just like that's horrifying. <laughs> Holy cow! Those things are, oh my gosh!
1: <laughs> you know what's going to be funny is you, when you come out here someday, we got to go out in the ocean. I just want to see you petrified.
0: Are you can just show me it,
1: a real shark. No, I think we'll swim pretty far out, and then I'll just sprint in.
0: Oh no! You can
1: be all by yourself.
0: And, uh, <laughs> Let's see a fin. Oh, you know, oh you know, I know.
1: You know, who's the biggest scaredy cat? Is um, my training partner Robo Stu? He just is oh. like petrified of potential of sharks. I
0: I don't blame him. I now I remember where I saw the picture. It was on a. I forgot what blog it was. I I, I want to say it was um the uh, the triathlete. Um, magazine blog But there's a picture Of this dude In a canoe Or something And uh, there was There was like An eight foot Shark Behind him And it was like An aerial picture And I was, oh, it was in just... a kayak Yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah That's yeah. yeah And I was But just... that was a
1: phony picture
0: It was? <laughs> no it's, It was not It's, it's it was... totally phony Is it?
1: Yeah it was a Photoshop that... photo
0: Oh no Ah, Come on was it, sure, they're that big though.
1: Yeah, they are. But they were just Uh-oh. trying to like, you know, I'm like almost 100% sure that was a Photoshop photo.
0: I No, I think I remember reading that it was a real picture.
1: Can I ask you a question?
0: Yeah. Do you did believe you, everything you read in the internet? Do you believe in Santa Claus? <laughs> I knew it. You're such a punk. <laughs>
1: no. Okay. My God. Dude, that is such.
0: All right. I'm I not a mission. You are. Totally no, I admission. just, I just found out. it. Look at it. Did you find it? Yes. Okay. What does it say? Did you find it on Triathlete Magazine blog?
1: No. Just just type in kayak and shark on the. Um, uh right. In the Google search, and you'll it get it. It is In an eight meter sea, ca- watching a four a great. Yeah, that's. Charge. Yeah,
0: okay. that's it. Right there, I found it. Now. Wow, that's funny that it comes up right exactly if you type kayak and shark of all the pictures in the world of kayaks and sharks.
1: Well, there's not a lot of them. There's just um, this phony one.
0: Oh, shut up. It says it's real. Look at the picture. Look. It says it's real. <laughs> Sitting in a 3.8 meter sea kayak and watching a 4 meter great white approach uh, Approach you is Farrowton's experience. Yeah. That's totally a real shark. Are you kidding me? Come so, on. So, how do you think, who, who do you
1: think took that photo from that angle?
0: I don't know somebody I don't on a balcony or something somewhere and see how the see well come on look,
1: <laughs> look, look at the look at how different and the
0: water is around the shark and
1: how it blends then into the where the kayak I, is I i
0: mean I see that part, but I just assumed and, that that was the the seam the like spine and you don't think that
1: scene? dude would be paddling a little bit faster than he's got he's not even paddling. <laughs>
0: Oh well, yeah. Now I see. I do see the line down the center. But on the triathlete magazine blog, I swear it was like a different picture. That was you're so mean. You it know was, what they it,
1: they said? There's an exterior race. There's a if you type in um, the um Sasquatch and oh, um, you're triathlete. There's Look like how a, funny you are.
0: <laughs> just,
1: they're running the finish line with the, with the big foot right behind them.
0: Nice. <laughs> Really nice. That's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Special place in hell for you, my friend. <laughs> Do you
1: know that Jaws wasn't a uh, wasn't I a nonfiction know. piece of work?
0: <laughs> All right, keep it up. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm gonna take my I'm gonna take my fiftieth anniversary present for you back. Oh yeah, how many? What, what edition is this? This is this is we're on uh, show forty-seven. No, so it's better... gonna be forty-eight.
1: No, it, last, last
0: time? time? No, last time we kept talking about how it was going to be 47, so that's probably why you have 47 uh, stuck in your.
1: Okay. No, because so that, that's shows. how old I am. Forty-frickin'-seven.
0: I know, and you're going to be 48 here on, what, October 12th? Oh, you're pretty good. Huh? Oh, see that? Pretty good. And you know what? I'm totally going to be running the Chicago Marathon that day. Are you really? So, yeah. So wow. look at that.
1: Wow. Well, I'm going to have to wear
0: I'm... a happy birthday kahuna sign on my shirt.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Uh Alright Well we better get out of here, but before we do, let's let's listen to your tri life lesson where you uh where you mix your philosophy of life with, with the spore triathlon.
0: I've started drinking green tea, no sweetener, brewed from scratch, and I've decided I can tell a positive difference in my overall mood and outlook. I understand it's the kind of difference though that very well could just be wishful thinking. A placebo effect to justify the 32 ounces of liquid lawn I'm forcing myself to ingest each day. But even so, I do feel happy. And I suppose in this case it doesn't really matter how I got here. For so long I've needed fear. Some insurmountable wall of wave on the horizon and only 18 weeks left to build my boat. Iron Man, marathons, I don't know what it's been about them, maybe the perceived sense of desperate self-defense I felt before the looming, would-be eaters of me, there in the distance just months away, waiting to see if I'd put up a fight and survive, or just give up my ground and go. I mean, really, all tests boil down to this in the end, don't they? Hemingway believed these are the moments in which we're really alive, these fleeting seconds we truly live because the only alternative is to not, and of course, how could our existence not be precious then? How could it not be the most important thing, the only thing, then? Even if the rest of the time is rather uneventful, eat, drink, wake, work, sleep. After a while it's all perhaps even seemingly pointless and depressing. That is, until something comes along to take the privilege of our ever-so-mundane routine from us. But how soon we forget, once we've fought and won, once we've returned to the peace and quiet and nothing particularly new, that we love this wretched boredom enough to fight with our lives for it, to kill or be killed most savagely, all in the name of grazing and sleeping and existing for just a little while more. These are the moments Hemingway believed we are the most alive. That's why in an entire book he writes 14 chapters about eating and wine and landscapes and nothing, and four paragraphs about epic and mortal, all-consuming, iconic fear. This is life, and it's only when we forget how much we love our insignificant and comparison daily rituals that we lose heart and feel this need to go in search of some greater particular meaning to it all, Ironically, we only need to remember how good the grass really is, adding a wedge of lemon if need be. And if we can't, well, like Hemingway, I suppose I've been known to sign up for something that seemed bent on swallowing me whole, and there in the throes of it, would be thoroughly, gratefully reminded.
1: All right, Will excellent job as usual I'm sure that will spark somebody in um, Venezuela or (laughs) Antarctica to to stop running on a treadmill and start doing a triathlon so uh,
0: you did a great
1: great job and um, I think we covered everything so I think we probably should say goodbye
0: Alrighty, sounds good Um, I guess until next time everybody this is Iron Will signing up
1: this is the Iron Kahuna saying aloha and mahalo
0: And it's that time again for the business section of the show. Get Your Geek On is sponsored by BMC Bikes, Cyclops Power, Vision Quest Coaching, Drymax Sports, Hammer Nutrition, 2xU, Human Performance Multiplied, SRAM, and Zip Speed Weaponry. For comments, suggestions, or sponsorship inquiries, or to submit a soundbite for the show, visit the sidebar of trigeekdreams.com or through th3wall.com for more information.
1: If you want to sponsor a triathlete in our tri scholarship, you can just hit the PayPal button on either of our websites and make a donation.
0: And if you'd like a token of the Get Your Geek On show, visit getyourgeekon.spreadshirt.com for authentic logo apparel. Get Your Geek On is a production of Iron Geek New Media.
1: And now for some unbelievable moments.
0: Okay, so you'll still do that. You're just going to take a little break.
1: Just a little break.
0: Not going anywhere. Just take a little break.
1: You have to carry the torch for, for me.
0: <laughs> I, I, haven't I been? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that hurts. That hurts. Uh, you know I love you like an actual to to uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for okay yeah scratch all that let me try this again
1: you want to do the triathlete yeah this this, this is this is where uh, Will um, integrates oh that's
0: like the lamest possible introduction <laughs> just, I have like no room to edit there you gotta do that again <laughs> oh crap sorry you gotta say your, your bit about the triathlete so what, awesome. I was just waiting for you just to stop yeah. for a second. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead and say it and then I'll. Okay. That was good. Okay. That's good.